honor to be here. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Yafa. My sister is an alumna from this amazing place. So it's really an honor to be here. I'm just curious who was in the last talk that I gave just for, oh, nobody wanted to come back. <laughs> nobody? They're just not here anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Wonderful. Okay. I want to introduce myself a little. Uh, Donna gave some introduction. Um, I am a life coach. My name is Allie Vegan. Um, I am also having a midlife crisis right now, and I'm going back to graduate school, and I'm going to graduate when I'm 55. Please, God, in therapy and counseling. Um, and I think, and I, I'm telling you that for a reason, because what we're going to talk about today has its roots in the Hanukkah story, but is really a story about you and how to absorb everything that you are experiencing here in the Russia Rafael and beyond from a place of emotional well-being, from a place of happiness, from a place of um, being solid within yourself. And when you're not, which is very human, how to get back to yourself. So I well, I really only have 50 minutes unless I get my, my 10 minutes back. But everything that I'm going to tell you now really deserves more time. And I'm saying that because this is really about your emotional health, your happiness, your well-being, and how you calibrate yourself back to emotional well-being when you fall off that wagon, which we all do. This is very important information. Ain Kemach, Ain Torah, Ain Mental Health, Ain Torah. There is no way to absorb all this awesome stuff, this fabulous timeline and everything underneath it and within it if you're not in a good place emotionally. And so what we're going to talk about today, while it's kind of veering from the Hanukkah story a bit, I think it really does have its roots in a theme that is very uh, fundamental to Hanukkah. And, um, and then... I'm going to talk and then I'm going to bring a model to you that that is one of my favorite models to use and then we're going to if God willing we have time this really needs more time but if we do have time which I want very much we will um, take your uh, participation because this is about you this is not a I'm I might start as a talking head but really this is about your lives so um, I, I just want to briefly tie this to Hanukkah because Yafa told me I needed to. No, not, <laughs> no, not just that. It really is tied to Hanukkah because I, Hanukkah, it, it, what, what is so remarkable about Hanukkah is that it was not um, against Greek occupation. The Greeks were, 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 were dominated over the, the Jews for, I think, a century and a half before the Maccabean revolt. This was really a spiritual revolt against polytheism. It was the, it was the revolt, and I obviously learned this in the last two sessions, but it was the result, revolt of the spirit of monotheism. But what, was I, but what I would like to bring up, because the, the, the story of Hanukkah has obviously been, you've been talking about it quite a bit, what I want to talk about with you is just because of the lack of time, just the very nature of the Greek empire. Because we are told by in Avos, in Perky Avos, that the wise person is the one who lomed mikol adam, the one who learns from everyone, learns from everything. The Chavetz Chaim says not only everyone, but everything. Um, what is it about me? What is it about life? So what is it about the Greek empire that's in me? 
What is the Greek within me? The Greeks did not come to snuff us out or to kill us. They did, it was not genocidal, it was not Germany, it was not Iran, it was, it was not Egypt, it was not genocidal. It came to snuff out our spirit. What made us, what made us whole, what made us holy, what made us healthy, what made us distinctly monotheistic and Judaism and, and, and Jewish. And furthermore, how it sought to do that was seductive. It was wildly seductive. Don't underestimate how seductive Greek thought was. It was beautiful. I'm sure you learned this. It was intellectual. It was powerful. And it was subversive. Many Jews fell for it because it was so fabulous in so many ways. It was also wildly powerful. And it didn't want to kill us. It wanted to take away our unique power and wholeness as distinctly Jewish people. So why do I bring this up? Because really, ultimately, we know, I'm sure you've learned, that the, that the miracle of the war, of the battle, was far more glorious and atypical and unusual than what we commemorate to this day, which is the Festival of the Lights, the, 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 the concept of this, this light staying alit for eight days. But really, what it's testimony to is that we as people, human beings, as Jews, really as human beings, I don't think this is distinctly Jewish, although in ways it is, we have unbelievable power within us. We truly are created Selim Elohim. We have, that means we have magnificent divinity within us. And yet we spend much of our life very, very unhappy, feeling very, very alone, feeling extremely stuck and frustrated feeling we just, no matter what we do, we can't get beyond the gerbil wheel of our negative thoughts, of our negative feelings, of our experience of life. We almost feel trapped by something so large and so um, insurmountable, it's almost Greek. <laughs> it's Greek army style, meaning something is just holding me back from accessing what I know that I have, which is divinity and intrinsic worth, but I'm not experiencing my life like that in a daily way. I'm actually often suffering quite a bit. Many, many people are suffering a lot in this world and probably the trademark of suffering is that you feel enormously alone and sometimes people don't realize how much people really do experience life is subtle. So there's something Greek within us. This is not a class per se, about the Yitzhahara. I'm going to move it a little bit to something more psychological, but I absolutely think that it's within the parameters of the Yitzhahara. However, I'm not going to use that word. I don't use that word because there, there are connotations to every Jewish word, and people have baggage or they have associations with Jewish words, and I want to kind of start anew with you. So what I want to talk to you about today is what holds us back on the most elemental level. And then I want to bring to you, and this is all going to be faster than it should be, a model for you to hold on to. What holds us back on the most elemental level? The most, obviously, we know we come into this world whole, um, flawless, something holy, unadulterated by negativity. But something happens somewhere early on in our lives 
that is a superpower and it's subversive and it's seductive just like the Greek empire was because it keeps us very stuck and safe in our ways because ironically, we'd rather be safe and um, predictable and kind of know like, even though what we're doing isn't making us happy, it's our, it's our modus operandi, we're used to it. We'd rather stay stuck there than venture out into the unknown. So there's something that's so totally Greek within us, and I want to discuss to you, and I didn't want to force you to come here. I text, she's my friend, I text her well. Um, and I want to talk about it, and, and, and I'm not going to use the word Yitzhahara, I'm not even going to use like psychological words that are akin to Yitzhahara, I'm going to talk to you, first of all, about something called beliefs. What are beliefs? I'm not here. Okay, you're not here. <laughs> okay, this is very important. Now, you don't have to take notes. I suggest to you, you just kind of listen and absorb. At a certain point, I want you to take out a piece of paper and, and do critical writing about something. But for now, I want you to just absorb the concept of beliefs. All human beings experience early on in their lives a word that gets overused and often misunderstood, but I'm gonna use it anyway. Every person experiences early on in their lives trauma. Now there is trauma with a capital T, the big stuff. There is also trauma that happens over time. There is trauma that maybe didn't even happen. It might not have even happened, but when you were very young, you absorbed it traumatically, meaning it felt traumatic to you. Think of you're young and you're standing in front of the class and uh, you say something and everyone starts laughing at you. And from then on, you know, a person could uh, standing outside of that could say, well, that's not traumatic. That's, but that moment was so visceral and so salient and so emotionally experienced as, as hurtful, as embarrassing, that that child who got laughed at in the class said to himself, what I have to say is it's important. Or if I myself, I'm gonna be rejected or some form of that. And this happens to all people because parents, no matter how fantastic, really, truly, no matter how good and solid, cannot meet all the human beings' needs for love, for understanding, see me, understand me, love me unconditionally. No parent can meet a child's needs on all fronts. And so everyone comes into this world and at a certain critical point, they experience things in their life, whether it, albeit very traumatically, or even on a smaller level, even if it didn't happen, even if it didn't happen. I have a client, he always calls it my, he calls it my steak and egg story because he tells a story of how he wasn't Jewish. I don't think Jews eat steak and eggs. Okay, so he, okay, so he, they went out for breakfast and they have very little money in the family and, the, and, and they were, two of the kids ordered steak and eggs. And when it was his turn to order, his father turned around, he said, we don't have enough money for a third steak and eggs. And he told me this story that at that moment, I remember, I thought to myself, what I want isn't important enough. Now, this might seem a little overdramatic, 
trust me that it's not. Because what happens is early on in our lives, things coagulate, beliefs um, formalize, and they create patterns of behavior within us. And so even when we're much older, and I'm jumping a little bit because we don't have so much time, even when we're older, we'll be guided by the beliefs that we formed in childhood. We will literally be our, 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 our behavior even at 30, 40, 60 will be governed and dictated by some ancient belief that was formed in us when we were very young and hurt. Now, this is amazing because a child is not emotionally developed. A child's brain isn't fully, sorry boss, isn't fully, fully developed. A child is egocentric. That doesn't mean that a child is selfish. Egocentric in, on a psychological level means it's about me. So if dad doesn't have time, he's too busy, he's on his phone, it's not my father has a problem with his addiction to the phone. It's there must be something wrong with me that dad doesn't want me. The dad's not interested in what I have to say. Egocentric plus on a psychological level means I, when I'm young, it's about me. So it's not about dad's phone addiction. It's about my unworthiness or my lack of importance. So these, so we for this is very critical, almost like on a psychoeducational level to explain that the beliefs and ego stories that we create when we're very young and unable to formulate a rational conclusion. Dad has a phone addiction. It's not that I'm unimportant. He's unable to not pick up the phone when it pings. He's struggling with a phone addiction. A child's not able to say that. It's I'm not important. What I feel doesn't matter. Um, I'm ugly. I'm unwanted. No one respects me. These are core beliefs that we don't even necessarily surface, hence the Greek metaphor of being so, the Greeks wanted to assimilate us. They didn't want to steal us. It was very seductive. It was very under the radar. So to our beliefs. And if we don't surface those beliefs, if we don't understand, this is a lot of what I do. A lot of what I do is recognizing the beliefs that keep you stuck recognizing the patterns that come from those beliefs, healing that your past in that way and creating your life in a new way. So if you don't surface, whoa, what am I believing? I'll give you an example about, uh, uh, just happened to me last night. I called, I called my niece. I said, my daughter just had a baby. I said, you really should come to the Hanukkah party because my, I won't say my daughter's name, whatever, not that it matters, but she feels that you, you haven't come to see the baby and she'd like you to come. Okay, that was, a, that was a WhatsApp. So five seconds later, I get an incredibly furious, enraged phone call. How could you do this? How could you say this? You're disgusting. How could you say this? I can't. I'm, so I, my first thing is to be defensive. And then I'm like, hold back, Allie. She's believing something about herself. Nobody respects me in this family, for example. I don't know what she's believing, but that's creating her experience of this moment. So, so don't, don't rage back at her. Don't even react to her. 
she, her, her behavior is coming from a feeling that's coming from a belief that's really deep. So if we don't surface those beliefs, I will go so far as to say, we really do not have free choice. Because free choice, if we don't surface what's driving our behavior, what's governing our behavior, then we're really kind of slaves to our ancient scripts. So when we wanna grow and we wanna have agency and we wanna be free, we need to do this work. I'm not just selling my coaching profession, although you can come see me, but this is incredibly important work. Otherwise I'd go so far as to say, no, I, I, I don't think we really have free choice. The truth is human beings are invested with the greatest of gifts, which is free choice, but only if we know how to access it, only if we truly know how to access it. So the one of the great things that we can do in our lives is examine our core beliefs. It's beyond the scope of this discussion, how we do it, but to understand that once upon a time, when I was young and incapable of deriving a healthy, normal interpretation about an event, dad has issues with his phone. This is not about me. Or even mom is coming from her own wounds. She's coming from her own unhealed wounds. This is not about my worthiness or non-worthiness. This is about a journey that she needs to take. This is not about me. A child is not able to say that. Instead, they go to egocentric and we often remain egocentric, not selfish, but this is, this is about me. It's because I'm unworthy. It's because I'm important. No one respects me. I, I'm always chosen last. I can't do it. What, 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 what's important to me doesn't matter or anything like that. We need to go back. And we, we, the truth is we have thousands of beliefs. I was just thinking, I was actually thinking as I was coming here, I was like, I think about my core beliefs, but I have so many beliefs. I hate exercise. I, I can't stand the feeling of being physically uncomfortable. That's just like a side one. But do you know that I, except for walking, I never exercise because that is literally, I never think about it as a belief, but it is. I hate being uncomfortable. I hate when my body, I'm scared of being uncomfortable. It's a belief. So we are, we are, we have thousands of beliefs, but we also have core beliefs. Okay, that's 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 just a little educational part about beliefs. It is, they, it is, they are ancient beliefs that we created when we couldn't have known better. And adulthood is about saying, wait a second, the results of my life are coming from beliefs that I formed when I could not have known better. Now I'm 25, I'm 35, I'm 55, I'm 85. I have an 85 year old client. We're doing exactly this work. She's 85 years old or 86, I think even almost 86, I think. So wait a second, I don't need to be led by these beliefs anymore because every time I believe them, I feel a certain way. And when I feel a certain way, I act a certain way. Now we're gonna talk about that in the form of a model. But if you think that all I'm saying is a little bit like psychobabble, copycock, or maybe you don't, but let's say you do, here's a little, Thing to think about. I want you to just contemplate 
the results of your life. I want you to think about the quality of your friendships. I want, do you want them to be stronger, more intimate? Do you want to be more socially at ease? I want you to think about yourself in the context of physical fitness. Okay. Do, do, do you exercise? Do you, do you, do you take care of your body? I don't, so <laughs> no judgment here. Right. So, um, the, the, you know, just to look at everything, I want you to examine your results around finances or connection with other people or your ability to be successful. If, if you're working on the side while you're here, like, is my business as successful as it could be? Maybe you're an entrepreneur with an online business. Is it as successful as it could be? In other words, if you're trying to figure out what all this stuff is, look at the results of your own life. If the answer is no, I would like my friendships to be more intimate or no, I'd like to feel more natural with dating or no, I would like to, I'd like to feel more hopeful about, about men or no, I would like to be able to work more confidently or I'd like to, I don't know, lose weight or I'd like to, if there's something in your life that isn't what you want it to be, there is a belief lurking behind it. It's the way that we are. What I want to share with you now I want you to take a piece of paper out and a pen, and I want to share with you a mod, one of my favorite models um, for doing this kind of work um, and really being able to understand first and foremost that the events of your life, the circumstances of your life never make you feel a certain way. Now this, you might've heard this, it might've been like an aphorism that you read somewhere, it's a cute concept. It is so incredibly important to understand and so fundamental that the events, that the things we experience in your, our lives don't make us feel a certain way. What makes us feel the way we do are our thoughts about the events that, of our lives, our, our interpretations of the events of our lives. Are the, is the meaning that we give to the events of our lives, is the thought, and all belief is, is a thought that you think so often and so repeatedly, I'm not important, people don't respect me, I can't make money, I'm not smart enough, whatever it is. A, a belief is just something you think, oh, so many times, so repeatedly that it just feels like truth. That's all a belief is is a thought that you have so repeatedly that's ingrained in your neural pathways and what we're and that's so much so that it feels like truth. But the, the model that I'm going to share with you today, and I'm going to start with a mod with um with the form with with the model in the form of a spin cycle, almost like a, a like a like a washing machine. It's called a, the negative spin cycle. And it's called the model is called C which stands for circumstance. And that exists outside of the cycle. C stands for circumstance. Now, circumstance is a fact, okay? Give me a fact. It doesn't matter what fact. We're in, we're in the Russian hotel right now. Give me another fact. Wow. It's Hanukkah. Give me another fact. It's 2022. It's 2022. 
I'm wearing a skirt. Okay. So these are facts. No, these are facts. What is a fact? It's very one thing that is I, I can't. I, I want to make very clear, it's a, for this model to work, you've got to understand the difference between all of these things. A circumstance is a fact, it's uncolored by any emotion. If let's, let's use your example, I'm wearing a skirt. I'm wearing a skirt that's so old and I really need to get new skirts, right? That's, that's a thought, but I'm wearing a black skirt is a circumstance. Okay, here we go with our negative spin cycle. We have our, thoughts okay t stands for thought again beliefs stories maybe someone had said to you well that's your narrative right you wanted to like right but that's your narrative well narrative beliefs stories the meaning we give things um that's what we call thought and what we're going to discover is this is where free choice lies this is what it means to be created, but sell a mellow theme. This is what it means to be powerful, to become the observer, the watcher, the consciousness of your thoughts. So instead of saying, no wonder, like they're not, they, they're not invited because I'm never considered, I've never considered that to, to be able to step out and say, wow, I always go to that place. And I've never considered, I just always go there. That's called the observer, the watcher, the neshama, the part of us that's separate from our thinking that can observe our thinking. Okay, that's thinking. Now, thinking always leads, always causes, always triggers a feeling. Okay. So let's use your, your simple, you're wearing, a, you're wearing a skirt. I mean, we laughed, but it, oh, let's just use it. I'm wearing a black skirt. I hate the way I look in this black skirt. Oh, it feels so wrong, <laughs> right? Whatever it is, okay? So, so negative thoughts, and this is not, by the way, this is not just about positive thinking. This is about your personal power. I'm not a big advocate of just be positive. This is not about just be positive. This is about understanding what it means to be truly free, what it means to have true freedom and how to get back to it when you fall off. So, so a circumstance make never makes us feel a certain way, right? Let's give me another fact. Let's say you, you, let's say you've been studying at Midrash Rakhal for three years, right? I've been studying in Midrash Rachel for three years, right? But I have no life. I have to start. I have to get married. I got to start my life feeling sad, scared. So you might say, I feel sad and scared because I've been here for three years and I need to start my life. I need to get married. I need to, I, I, I'm so scared. I need to get married. So you might say, I feel this way because of this. This is never true. This is absolutely never true. You've been at Midrash Rahel for three years. Your thought about it is that it's too long. You're here longer than anybody else. You've got to start your life. You've got to get married, which leaves you scared and sad. Okay, this is always the truth. Okay, C-T-F. Now, the way we feel always causes action. Action is what we do or what we don't do, or what, how we react. 
how do you react when you have that thought? How do you feel when you have that thought? So action isn't just I take action. Sometimes I take inaction or I don't take action or I have a reaction, right? Let's say, okay, well, well so action means what I actually do or don't do or how I react. And then the last one is, um, is result. So what you do or what you don't do or how you react creates your results. Let's just use my niece, for example. I leave a WhatsApp asking her if she can come to the party because my daughter feels she hasn't seen the baby yet. She wants her to see the baby, right? So she might say, oh, Auntie Allie hurt me so much. I'm so angry. But really, I got a, let's say she did this work. I got a WhatsApp asking me to come to the party that I haven't seen the baby and I should come to see the baby. Thought, my, I'm, this, is a, this is a hypothetical thought. She, I don't know what she's thinking. And she might not know what she's thinking. It's very Greek. It's very subversive. It's very under the radar. It's very, we don't know, we don't surface what we're thinking. That's why we have to do the work. Is that a belief then? A thought and belief? Yes, thought, true. belief, narrative, ego story, all the same. A thought, a belief is just something you thought so many times. Stronger. So many times, like, I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, I just, oh, there I am, not smart enough. And we're going to talk about that even more. But yes, okay. Nobody respects me in this family. Nobody loves me in this family. Hurt, angry. What do I do? Scream at Auntie Allie. Okay. Like, like call her and scream. I mean, Auntie Allie. Um, scream at Auntie Allie. And the results? Well, lack of closeness between us, at least for now, like lack of closeness between us. Let's use this, this story that actually happened yesterday to build a positive thought pattern. Now, when I say positive, I'm not telling you just think positive. What I'm saying is access your power, your God-given power. Send a WhatsApp, you, the, my, she's hurt, she wants you to come see the baby. Okay, that might've hurt a little bit, but it's kind of true. I really do need to come see the baby. I, I really do need to make an effort. I can't come tonight, but, I, I recognize I need to come see the baby. Feeling neutral. Okay, neutral. Um, action. Leave a WhatsApp saying, I can't come, but I know I, I, it's important and I for sure will. Result, continued closeness in the relationship. This is what we call, and by the way, very, very important, the circumstance does not have to change. In, 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 the, in the event, in the CTFAR model that we just did, um, the circumstance was the same. And one thing I wanna to say to, you, to your point is that the result, the last, in the last letter of the model will always bring evidence and proof. Oh, sorry, not that. Will always bring evidence and proof of the thought. So no one respects me in this family. And then I act out and leave myself sort of like less respected, which energizes the negative spin cycle, gets it moving even faster. So that's why we call it a negative spin cycle. 
because because the the result will always um, bring proof and new evidence and energize and catalyze the, the belief that's really keeping you not in a good place. You, you, you could say this about anything. Your friend cancels twice in a row. Um, she, she, she doesn't want my friendship. I, people don't want, they're not drawn to me as a friend. I'm not lovable. I'm getting a little bit more core in the belief here. I'm not lovable. What do I feel? Really sad, shamed. How do I act? I withdraw, I ice her out. I just get sad and alone and withdraw. What are my results? I'm alone, which reinforces the cycle of not lovable and, and energizes it and gets it moving even more. This is always true. Now, the thing to remember about this model is that first of all, this never causes this. This is in the middle. So the all of our power, our free choice, our agency, our freedom, our, our really our ability to build our lives lies only in this area. We know we can't always control the results. We know Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. We certainly know we can't always control the circumstances. But I would say, I hope this isn't Api Corsis, that we actually can control the results to a great deal because the power of our thoughts sets into motion a different feeling which causes a different action or reaction, which allows us, gives us a different result. So to a large degree, I think it's fair to say that the power of our uh, results does lie, uh, not entirely and exclusively, but does, does to a great deal lie in our hands. CTFAR is a model. Okay. I want you to, okay, you did circumstances. Give me a thought. I just want to make sure, I want to clarify that this is clear and, and, and um, you got it. Give me an example of a thought. It can be a positive thought or a negative thought. For any circumstance? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, I just want you to differentiate this and this and this and this so that you understand. You did circumstances. Just give me a thought. I'm done. I'm done. What? <sighs> you're not, she's not done. Right. Okay. By the way, you, but you're not, is, I do want to say one thing about, but you're not. No, it's a, I'm glad you said it. Because, because beliefs are formed when we're not rational. And what's governing and guiding our behavior even decades and decades later is based on a belief that we formed when we were not able to derive a rational conclusion, it's true. That's why you'll always say to your friend, but you're beautiful, you're so smart. This is in your mind, this is a story. And, and that's one of the reasons we say, because a friend doesn't have your ego story. So it's not that you're a rabbit's in over them. There's no hierarchy in your relationship with this friend, but you don't have her limitations. I, I, so you can say, but you're not, because you didn't derive them when you couldn't have known better. So of course, you know, she's not, but for her, it's something different. And I want to say just one thing to solidify how extremely serious this is. 
your beliefs, I've thought about this in my life. I still think about this and I'm, it, this is still very real for me. Create what's called a zone of limitations around you. Meaning if you continue to believe what you're <coughs> believing, which was derived at a time when you couldn't have known better, as an adult who has the ability to stand outside and observe themselves and say, well, this is not serving me anymore. But if you believe, if you continue to believe it, if you continue to believe it, you'll always feel a certain way, which will make you react a certain way, which will give you the results that you don't want. And that's called a zone of limitations, meaning how successful you are, how much money you make. That was a really, that is a really big one for me. Um, how confident you are, how, how fluid you are in relationships, how happy your marriage is gonna be. There will be a zone of limitation, meaning like a ceiling, like you're not going to get beyond if you don't up identify and uproot and replace these beliefs. Yeah. How important is it to also identify the original circumstance that caused that belief? Controversial. I would say my feeling is you got to go there. You got to take a time. You got to get in a time uh, capsule and you got to go to that inner child you've got to do that because it's so profoundly uh heavy and real and it guides your behavior so much and you even have to give that inner child something i don't believe you have to stay there forever so like i call it a time machine because that i'll like literally do that i'll be like okay let we're gonna go in a time machine you I think you have to go there, but I don't think you have to stay there. And I don't think you have to, because really ultimately back to my niece, she doesn't want to hurt me. She, she, she's not aware of how much her beliefs are affecting her feelings, which made her react the way she did, which are creating her results. So I'm going to blame her. My first, my first instinct was to blame her. And then I stepped back and said, so uh, it's a, a little disconnected from what you just said, but yeah, I do believe you have to go there. So I do. But I, but people who stay in that analytical, some people really need it. Also, if you experienced a real trauma, if you're talking about sexual abuse or, you know, things of that level, the body keeps the score. I mean, you, you can think you're over with it. And then all of a sudden you'll freak out about something, you'll of something that means nothing. You'll have a totally disproportionate response. Your body keeps the score. It's very, very serious work that you need to do, but still you don't need to stay there. Still you want to move into this place. Yeah. Sorry, can you just clarify a little bit how to differentiate like thought and feeling? Because I feel like what she said, like, I'm so dumb. Can't that also be for feeling? Nope. I'm wearing a black, I have I was also say half. I have a black skirt. No, um, what's the word? No opinion, no nothing. Thought, I'm so dumb, has nothing to do with the skirt. When I wear this skirt, I feel so dumb. No, these are totally separate. Okay, I'm so dumb. Okay, now you tell me. When I feel something, now remember, it's Greek. It's subversive. It's under the radar. Many people die not knowing that they're being dictated and governed by beliefs that they formed in childhood, irrational beliefs. So it's super subversive. It doesn't want to kill us. It wants to snuff us out, just like the Greeks, right? So you might not even know. You might not even be consciously, wow, I am 
I'm walking around. I'm so dumb. But let's say, I'm, let's just say you take it, you know, you're just, something happens. You have a conversation and you're with four people and everyone is having this deep conversation and you're like not getting it. And, and then all of a sudden you think this conversation makes me feel physiologically, like my stomach gets like all bunched up and my heart starts to beat and my head goes down and I feel, I feel so embarrassed. That conversation makes me feel that way, but no, it's having a conversation with three people about the development of the coalition in Israel, right? But I'm so dumb. I might not know I'm having it, but I'm having it feeling so embarrassed, ashamed, action. I get quiet. I say nothing. I just want to get out of their results, stock, whatever it is. Okay. So I'm so dumb as a thought. Now tell me what I'm so dumb would make you feel. Sad. Sad. Ashamed. What else? Just like a what? feeling, like a feeling word, an emotion. Yeah. It's literally, honestly, it's a vibration in your body, but that's right. for, that's a conversation for another time. It's a, but, but it, one way to understand your feelings is recognize you do not exist from the neck up. Your body keeps the score. So when your stomach starts to get really hard, or if you have to run to the bathroom, or if your stomach starts to clutch, or your hands start, your fists go like this. I have a client who always says, my jaw, it's like my jaw just gets so, you know, like um, whatever. Th those are, your body is a tuning fork. A tu you know what a tuning fork, a tuning fork is a device that tells you like it, 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 your body literally tells you that your thoughts are making you feel a certain way. So don't ignore your body. You do not just exist from the neck up. Your body tells you a lot. Yeah. Um, I have two questions. Firstly, can the result be a feeling? So like, like, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah like no, the result doesn't have to be an action necessarily. It could be like after that, like after that action, it leads to even more like, like more of an emotion yes very much so very like let's just say set, let's just use our forget the black skirt let's just say yeah. sitting in a coffee shop with three friends yeah i'm so dumb sad and ashamed action reaction quiet say nothing and mm -hmm. then and that makes you feel more insecure and more insecure which is a feeling and and you're right that's absolutely possible and it remember please don't forget that it will always confirm and give new energy and perpetuate the negative spin cycle of the original thought. And my second question is, I know you said you didn't have time, but is there like one, one tip that you could say on how to like even begin to understand what your beliefs are? Like if we practically wanted to do this, yes. we would have Great to require question. a tiny bit of like okay. being able to be that introspective enough to, to understand. You are right. From. So one, I'm going to give you one tip. Okay. Did you guys hear the question? Yeah. Say it louder. I said like, how can you, how can you identify your, that core belief? Okay. So what I would say to you, if you were in my office, I would say, talk to me, talk to me. This is what I do with a lot of clients. You would just talk, but as you're talking, I would write down the things you say. And I would also extrapolate, meaning if I keep hearing, like, I can't do this. I, I like, can't understand it. I, I'm like, I feel so inadequate, whatever. I would probably write, I'm so dumb. Meaning you didn't use the words, I'm so dumb, but because of the story you're telling, I'll extrapolate. So as you are, as you're speaking, you can do this with a friend, okay? Mamash, a is, 
even if it's not, you don't, it doesn't have to be your best friend. It might even be someone that you're not intertwined with so much who has a degree of objectivity around you. Talk about a problem. Just talk, I'm sure there's no shortage, right? Talk about a problem and the other one, this is an answer to your question, can write down what she's hearing. I, you know, I, I like, I literally don't understand. Okay, I literally, we're just using, I'm so dumb. I literally don't understand. Okay, now you can, you can write down everything that she's saying. You could also extrapolate based on her words. Okay, now, and then what you wanna to say to your friend is I'm gonna read you the list back. I want you to tell me what of the things that I wrote down feels the most true and the most hurtful to you. That's a way to do this. It's a way to, get, it's one way to get to a core belief is listen to your friend, write down exactly what she's saying and extrapolate what she's like, the, but based on your intuitive sense of what she's saying, read her back all the beliefs that she's putting out there and that you've extrapolated and ask her what is, what feels um, the most true and the most hurtful. Let's say she chooses, I'm so dumb. Okay, now you can, you can, you're getting at least closer to a core belief. You'd always need someone else to help you get there. You don't think that you just say it's work that can be done by- No, no, that's one technique. I mean, yeah. there's bazillions, but I'm just giving you mm -hmm. one. If you Thank really you. want to do it alone, I could talk about it with you, but I, but this one is uh, very um, dynamic yeah. and, and like, it's, it, it's even like in a funny sort of way, very enjoyable. It's like they're holding up a mirror to you. Oh, oh. because don't forget, I'm so dumb is a, which makes you feel a certain way, which makes you act or react a certain way, which leads you to your result. So your, the zone of limitations is created around this, I'm so dumb. So, so um, I want I want to tell you one more thing, but I know there were other questions. Okay, yeah. Can I ask when once you isolate this belief, then what? <laughs> that's what I found myself. You gotta bring that up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's so true. And then I'm like, okay, now what do I do? Okay, well, at the very least, at the very least, because of the constraints of time, at least build a positive, uh, a negative CTFAR model with it. When I think the thought, you know, sometimes it doesn't even matter what the circumstance is. If it's a core belief, it's going to come up regardless of the circumstance. When I think, you know, I'm, um, um, what I have to say isn't important, I'm unimportant. You know, uh, yesterday I had a client that said, no, uh, Thursday, I had a client that said, I, I, I literally, I feel, back to your question, I feel like I'm boring. I said, no, you don't feel you're boring. You think you're boring, like I'm a boring person. So, so, so I, so, but, okay, we wrote on, I'm unimportant. It doesn't even matter what the circumstances, something will evoke it. I'm unimportant. So to your question, just write it down. Let's say I'm struggling with, I'm not important to people. I don't, I not, I don't come number one for anyone. I, I'm not important to them. Write it down. When I think or believe I'm unimportant, how do I feel? Sad, 
small, invisible. When I feel that sad and small, how do I act? Quiet, passive aggressive, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then what are my results? Um, you know, that, that people don't consider me because I'm not sharing, I'm not talking, which is always going to, it's always going to confirm the thought. So at the very least, because of, I mean, there's a million different ways, but at the very least, build a negative or what we call an unintentional CTFAR. And then afterwards, I want you, you then you build an intentional CTFAR. I'm important. I, I'm important. Now, I, I want to say one thing about moving the thought to a positive thought, but when I believe, you know what? It's very ingrained in me, but I know I'm created by Hashem. I know I'm important. I know there's like a little girl inside of me that says, they're not listening to you because you're not important, but I know deep down I'm important. When I believe that, I feel hopeful, which leads me to make that phone call which results in me feeling more empowered. So the, to answer your question, build a, write the belief down once, because you're saying, oh no, I can locate the core belief, but what do I do with it? So build the intentional and the unintentional. But when you split, when you change it to a more positive one, um, my, um, what I learned from the creator of this, her name is Brooke Castillo. You can look her up online. Brooke Castillo invented this model. C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. She says, ladder your thoughts. Meaning like, I, I really do have a belief that I'm, I'm scared of my body. I'm scared of physical discomfort, which is why walking is my only form of exercise, right? So when I, so, so for me to change the thoughts, you know, I'm really like a modern day Jane Fonda. I'm like a mind. <laughs> Woo! Right? So, no, it's not, I know I'm 52 years old. I know I got real issues with exercise. I have them, right? So I can't just go to like, I love working out. You have to believe it. You've got to believe it. So I need to ladder it. So laddering might look like every day I can let my body like what's the word when your heart starts to, what's that word? Like when your heart starts beating, I don't even know the word. For, what? Yeah, but like, you know, I can let myself get out of breath for five minutes a day. Like I can feel five minutes of discomfort a day. That allows me to feel, okay, I guess maybe I can start doing this thing, which allows me to do it for five minutes, which results in me feeling like, wow, I'm doing this. So, so the answer, so that's just one place to start. So one area we said is, um, to your question, is, is, um, is do this dynamic with another person, build an intentional and then an unintentional, sorry, do it the other way around. First go negative. This is where I go. I just want to say one more thing and then I'm going to take questions and then if we have a minute, I, I want to just say one more thing. I want to say one more thing, first of all. So. You can start anywhere, by the way. This is very important. Oh, before I forget, I want to say one thing about this. This is cognitive. What do I mean by cognitive? If you're really, if you're really in a dark place, if you're really struggling, you're, you're too in the negative thought to, this is, to do this. This would be like CBT or NLP. This is 
like when I'm like in this state where I feel like I can do this work. If you're at the height of reactivity, you're not gonna pull out your CTFAR. You wanna do this when you're not in the height because it is within the realm of cognitive. To your question about, do you have to go back? Yeah, but when you're really in that little girl, like that girl is running the show, it's not time for CTFAR, that's a disclaimer. But one more thing I wanna say, no, then we'll stop, we'll take questions. You can insert at any at any point in this model. So let's just say you want to be happier. I mean, really, it sounds so silly, but doesn't everybody? I want to be happy. Okay, I just plugged it in right in the middle of the model. What do I need to think to make me happier? Okay, maybe I need to think like what I say really does matter. This isn't even so important. What I say matters, which allows me to be happier because for me, like a core belief is what I say doesn't matter. What I say does matter. See, I'm laddering it. It's not, I'm, it's, it's, it's laddered. It's not, it's not um, wildly revolutionary. It's what I say matters, but I'm happier. I, I can share my thought. That's, which leads me to feel hopeful. So, or to your point about results often being feelings, or I'll say more, I'll make that call. I'll call that relative that I've been harboring tremendous resentment toward and can't find my voice, right? I will call her and I will get myself together and I will, from a assertive, healthy place, I'll share with her what was hurtful to me, right? So again, it goes back. So you can insert the thought what, if I want to feel this, what do I need to think? If I want to start exercising, what do I need to feel? And if I want to feel this way, what do I need to think? If I want results, like, oh, honestly, I'd like to get married. Would you, do, do, do we run the show when, it, when you're going to get married? Obviously not. But what do I need to, what kind of action do I need to take to get married? I got to put myself out there, let's just say, with different shadhanim, which is very difficult for me, but I've got to put myself out there. What do I need to feel confident? What do I need to think that I'm worthy and I'm and and uh, that who I am matters? So you can put, you can insert in anywhere in this model. Okay, so yeah. Um, I know where you live, so <laughs> we also have an ability of self-control. Like I can, I my let's say I'll give you an example. My little brother is playing on an Xbox, and he doesn't have uh, any way to make the sound quieter on the model, and it drives nuts. So he's playing on his Xbox. And it's really loud and it's driving me nuts. So my thought is that right. on. it's driving me nuts. My emotion is literally from this feeling of like I can't stand this seat. It's like an annoyingness. So I could my action could be to go up there and yell at him and as a result would be that feels that Right. So you're but saying sometimes I yeah have self-control, it's just Right. I hear what you're saying. So sometimes, yes, I actually think a certain thing, but my behavior doesn't always reflect it. But a lot of times we feel certain things 
and because of what we believe, we 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 don't know exactly. Um, it, I, I hear what you're saying. It, it's not always it, but but this is always true, even though you're right. A person can think and feel a certain way, and their actions might not reflect it. I still am not going to hit him in the head, you know. So you're right. There's truth to that. One last comment? Someone's hands up. Okay, I'll yeah. Um, but when we do this work, especially for someone who's very much in their head, yes. we could totally rationalize and reject. Like if somebody, if I were to read a list to someone else, if I were to read the list to me, if I'm not open enough yep. to receive those feelings and to feel those feelings, yes. I would totally reject them. Like whatever the list says, I'm like, oh no, that doesn't right yeah it's a very good point because very very often this is this work can be very painful because i can't because to confront some of the some of the irrational beliefs that have been guiding my behavior literally creating creating a zone of limitations around what i have in my life that's painful to look at and so in order to counteract that pain i reject i go into rejecting mode. And, and that's when I would say it's beyond maybe doing it with a friend. That's, you know, when you'd want to do it with a coach or with, with, a, um, with a therapist, because really, because really that, then, you, then there's, there's a time machine you got to go on. You got to go back and do some of the work, which, which is, you know, there's a concept, we don't have time, but there's ego defenses, meaning someone got really hurt once upon a time. And so a lot of my behaviors as they manifest in the outside world are ego defenses. I'll be a perfectionist. I'll be a people pleaser. I'll be a control freak. I'll be hypervigilant. They're all ways of, of defending that hurt place. So sometimes you're right. It's not, it's not, it's not fun to do it with a friend. And then it becomes something that you'd want to do more with a professional. It's not always, it's not always like, that was really fun. <laughs> But I just want to make sure I'm responding to exactly what you're asking. You're asking particularly around the realm of self-control around habit formation. Yeah. 
can this CTFAR model work yeah, within yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yes, because why do we overeat? Why do we bite our nails? Why do we drink? Why do we, why do we, um, why do we just lose ourselves to Netflix for hours? And why do we scroll endlessly on our phones? Why? So there's always, like, right, right, I just spent three hours on Instagram, three, three hours on Instagram, right? Okay, so it, it's so it's so Greek in the sense that it's so robotic, it's so mindless. You don't even it's so assimilated. When it says that the Greeks wanted, they didn't want to kill us; they wanted to assimilate us. These habits are so assimilated into our. So so wait a second. I so I like I feel so stupid, bad, gross, whatever. <laughs> yeah of course we all have that right so but what was i what am i believing about myself when i lose myself on instagram or i watch four hours of netflix like every night like what what am i believing about myself there is never there is never this never goes right to this so a lot of habit formation is is really stopping and saying like wow before I bite my nails, what, what's going on with me? And that's when we talk, we talk about the body that keeps the score, that the body tells us so much, like when I get stressed, you know, when I, so, so when I get stressed, okay, great, stressed. What's causing this? I can't handle this. I just can't handle this, right? So, so you start, it, really what you're doing and this is, I really think this is why it's connected to the comic story that we don't celebrate the military victory as much. The Talmud in one place talks about the jar of oil that, 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 that you probably learned about that. It, that's the, the smaller miracle that's prominent in the Gemara, even though it's only said once. Why? Because there's something in us that is more powerful than our habits. What is that thing? It's the observer of our thoughts and our habits. The more you can cultivate the observer. What's the observer? It's the part of you that says, um, I see this is where I go. Whoa, I see, I get totally overwhelmed, like I can't handle things and I start to suck my fingers, right? So this is called the observer. The more you can cultivate the watcher, the observer, some people call it consciousness, I actually don't know. I haven't really read this in a Judaic source. So I I know it exists because it's endless. Like it has to exist, but I just don't, I just haven't read it really in, in, a, in a Jewish safer. But consciousness, that's what you want to cultivate. So in the case of, I just, you know, so you just think like, oh my gosh, I'm always sucking my fingers. Wait a second. It's called pull the gum, slow it down. What's a circumstance? So much is like, you know, there's so much going on in my, it's, let's just say I'm like on Instagram, okay? I, what is my thought? I feel like such a loser compared to what other people are doing at my age, right? What is the feeling? Bad, ashamed. What's the action? Um, I start to suck my fingers. Results, I feel, I feel more embarrassed about myself or less in control of myself so it's 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 not dissimilar it's all now you want to pull the gum and go back to a then you want to build a positive 
I can handle this. I have within me the ability to handle. Now remember, it's is cognitive. So I'm, I I think about this every single day, and I still have habits that it's not great. They're bought, they're like habits that I find so, or I'll break them, and then I'll go back to them. But I do want to say something about breaking habits yeah. and then going back to them. If you never, never, never just work from here. The biggest mistake coaches and even therapists will make is they'll work on just your results. You want to lose weight, or right? You got to eat this and you got to do this and you got to do right, right, right. Well, so what's going to happen? You're focusing only on the behavioral. So that's going to create a tension and something's going to break it. It's called willpower. Willpower does not last. It's behavioral. So it'll last. Oh my gosh, I haven't eaten sugar or gluten for three days until I got the news from my cousin about this. And then I'm like, you know, whatever. Because willpower is just waiting for tension to break it. So you can't work from R or you can, but it won't last. You can't work from like changing your results. Never work from the results end. Always work on the, what am I believing? What am I believing? So if the result is suck my hands, even fingers, even more, then the question is, what do I need to do? I need to not. What do I need to feel that I can hand, I can that hopeful? What do I need to think that I can handle this? Okay, now I need to look. I, I, I'm building a new belief. I can handle this. I can handle this. You've got to pull the gum. Pull the gum is a phrase we use to say slow down time. Breathe. Never underestimate the power of like a full belly breath. Like you're literally your belly goes out. The, 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 what breathing does is it cuts the reactive, like just cause and effect of reaction. And it allows you to access the more thoughtful, wise, above the line, less hurt part of you. It allows breathing is even five deep belly breaths, 10. It's harder than you think. It's harder than you think. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask one thing that like is like getting quite stuck on this whole idea is the idea that, you, that thoughts are so so when a thought is negative and a belief is so deep, it it's so powerful it can have this whole effect. How are we supposed to just suddenly override something so powerful and deep with a positive thought? Like yes, the the, the idea question. of changing your thought is like okay, let. I want a certain outcome. I want it. I want. I don't want to feel like that. I want something different. So let let me just tell myself I, that I actually think this, but in reality, I don't actually think that. I'm just trying to. That's why it, I say you know? have to ladder it. This has to be ladder. When you do, you were saying a yaku, do do an unintentional and build an intentional. The intentional should be something. When you build that intentional model, it should be a thought that you can actually believe. But it's like, it's still. When, when when next to the negative belief it, it it's still like if i told my, if i suddenly wrote it out and i and i said okay this is the negative thought i'm thinking this is a thought this is a thought which which is probably more realistic and sh i should be thinking but that's the point it's what you should be thinking it's not I, I it's not what comes to your mind in your shoulding belongs in the outhouse that's what we say about the word should should is is your that is the that's the word. Well, not should, but it's like I know. I could. I know. I, know it, I could, but it's not dominant. That's okay. Thought. There's it's many different responses to right. Basically, you know what you're basically saying. My better thought is like is like Matityahu, like like seriously the Maccabee, right? My my hurtful thought is Greek. It is a mm. superpower, right? 
This is where really tefillah and really truly amuna that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the best for you. Like, I'll put in the work, Hashem. Help me put in the work. Because my more laddered positive thought is truly Maccabean in size. And my negative thought that I'm pathetic, that I'm unlovable, that, or maybe, you know, whatever it is, is so Greek. It is such a superpower. I need help. But I would also add to your, to your question is, I really do believe that an answer to the question that you asked is just do the work. I'm giving you homework, right? Homework that you will never be held accountable for finishing. But if you do every single day, get a new notebook, start from the beginning, do an unintentional CTFAR, do an intentional CTFAR, you will see a difference. Keep doing the work. And remember, you can, you can insert it in any point. You want different results? Put it in the results column. You want to feel differently? Put it in the feeling column. Just do it. Literally just do an unintentional. Unintentional means where I go when I'm super not in control of my negative thinking. And I actually think my negative thinking is me. And I don't realize it's something I formed when I wasn't totally able to make an appropriate conclusion. And it's guiding me even now. Unintentional means just where I go when I'm not conscious. Where I go, that's, I go unintentional. Unintentional is conscious or ideal. What's no, don't go ideal. Ladder it. Ideal would be I I exercise an hour a day, but I know I'm not going to do that. So so I I can be uncomfortable for five minutes a day. So ladder it. Don't go to the tip top because you have to believe it. You have to believe it. it might be hashmonayim in size, but you have to believe it. Okay, I, I I know I'm over, but I'm happy to take questions. But I don't want to. I just have a response to what Jackie said. When she was asking, like, like the should, like I should, what I should believe, like how can I believe it? Yeah. Like I kind of think of it as like, let's just say someone did something like really like to you, so you're like, wow, they're such a mean person. But when you really understand like why they did it and where it was coming from, you're not like, I should believe they're a good person. You genuinely are like, I totally understand why they did that, so like it's okay. Mm -hmm. So when you like really dig deep into that. Like, it's less of a like I should do that, but you actually do it. And, and and just as like uh, an addendum to your point, when you do the CTFAR work, you realize everybody, everybody is coming from their limiting beliefs. So it helps you separate from the bad behavior of another person. And to certainly see that anything, all of a sudden I saw my niece as so innocent because her thought. So her, her limiting belief is so deep, which made her feeling so bad, which made her act so inappropriately. So a little bit of, uh, connected to what you're saying, you start to, when you do this work, you see everybody is being governed and dictated by limiting beliefs that they form. There is an innocence about humanity. That doesn't mean there aren't bad people out there. But if you're talking about your sister-in-law or your neighbor or your roommate, they're they're really caught in that. That's that's what's going on behind bad behavior, is 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 really being guided by limiting beliefs and everything that comes from it. Yeah. 